episode 148 for August 2011. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. An example on this episode is the Death of Spider-Man hardcover. It collects Ultimate Spider-Man number 156 to 160. It's a really good story by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. The cover prize is 25 bucks. Mail order has it for just $15.49, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, gang. We're continuing to take your live calls from around the world. The first one is from Frederick, who is making a really long-distance call. Here we go. I'm calling from Sweden, actually. Sweden? Oh, cool. Yeah. How's, a- how's ABBA doing? Huh? <laughs> how's a- how- how- he asked how ABBA is doing. My goodness. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, I just bring on the ABBA. jokes. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your handle on the board? Fantasy Freak, Fred? Yeah. Okay. What's your questions? Um, uh, first off, is uh, any one of you guys uh, going to pick up the new Ultimate Spider-Man t- title? Yeah, I'll pick it up. I Anybody might. else? I, I think I'm it. <laughs> uh, I might pick it up for morbid curiosity. For Tony, are you getting it? I heard that... I, I dropped Ultimate a while ago. I heard that this kid's 13, so, like, that made me think, okay, you know, maybe a 13-year-old as Spider-Man, that might make me curious enough to get the first issue. So, Ultimate, it's a, it's you, a, you, you have one more chance. It's another demographic they can wedge in. <laughs> Stella, any any chance of you picking it up? No. JR? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. George there, JR. I love it, I love it. Freddie, you gonna pick it up? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, since I live over here in Sweden, I can't really pick up the single issue, so anyway, I would have to wait for the trade. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but, I, but I think I will. It looks interesting. Okay. And, um, mm, let's see now. Uh, oh, yeah, Zach. Uh, about uh, the Clone Saga... Uh, trains, trades. I'm kind of a newbie when it comes to the Clone Saga. Do you think that is a um, good introduction, you know, to read the whole thing? Oh, yes. Uh, it's it's very comprehensive. And it's done in o- the order of which it's supposed to be in continuity. So the first trade, um, what may throw you off is the Lost Years miniseries is in the first trade, and it's before everything else. And it's written as if it's it's written mainly in flashback. It's like it's being told ahead of time. Okay. And um, at that, the one thing you have to take into account to that is that in that story, Ben Riley thinks he's actually the original Peter Parker. So, but oh. very comprehensive. Uh, I've read three of the first five trades, and. Um, I mean, they're they're including stuff in there that I never thought they would include, like uh, miniseries that I didn't even think were really that relevant. Like Planet of the Symbiotes is not a great story, and it's... <laughs> not, yeah, I've heard horrible. a lot of bad things about it. Uh, yeah. And when you know that honestly could have been a good story, because we don't really know any origin of the suit. True. You know? True. But, but, but Brad, you've you got to take an account. Okay, at one point, Ben Riley's hoodie is actually a symbiote. Another point. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh yes, my actually, gosh! This is at one point, Captain America's a symbiote. Yeah. Oh jeez. So is it? I guess is it just a planet of living symbiotes? Is that what it was? It's supposed to kind of give you an insight to that where the the symbiote comes from. But I know it's it, it it'd be awesome to learn that, but we never have. Um. Well, I mean, it's been referenced on and off. I mean, they talk about it in in the Tom DeFalco Amazing Spider-Man run, but really, it's never been really explored fully. No. Um, Apparently, it was eaten by Galactus, which was convenient. Oh, was that in that story? It was actually... No, that was in the Tom DeFalco story. If you're going to get the clone trades, they just released the original clone saga as a trade, and that is... It's really expensive, but it has lots of good stuff in there. It has all the old Conway clone saga issues, which is like the genesis of the 90s one. And then it has the Karin story from like the late 70s, early 80s, which is one of the best Spider-Man stories ever. Oh, yeah. Actually, I like that one. Which Karin, wasn't he... uh, Jared, didn't you talk about he was supposed to be uh, be Norman from the grave, potentially? Oh, Carrion. 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 
carry yeah. on my wayward son. Yeah, yeah that was uh, supposedly. Carry that. on my wayward son. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not a, you know, if it isn't Bailey yep, singing, it's here. Stella now. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's not her, it's the whiskey. Oh, I see. I was the one. Stella, when did you steal my whiskey? Really? Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so I rose wow. above the noise and confusion. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, no, Bertone's right, and especially considering the fact that I was just in San Diego and I was going to pick up the original Clone Genesis trade, which co- which collects all that stuff minus the carry- the carrying stuff, and um, it was $150, so it's it's a much cheaper investment. Okay. But, yeah, if you want to get that first and then get the first five Clone Saga books and then the Ben Riley books that are coming out, and you picked a pretty good time because you got the Ben Riley epic book number one coming out this month. So, it, it already is out. I saw it yesterday at Books A Million. Sweet. It's out. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, uh, you. it's good that you mentioned the San Diego. I was just uh, going to ask you guys about that. Um, did you find out some interesting comic book-related news or stuff there? I wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, spider, the spider panel was an hour and consisted of a burning hoodie image. The rest was dedicated to Daredevil and Punisher, right? Very much Spider so. Island. Stuff yeah. about Spider Island that we already knew and stuff about Avenging Spider-Man that we already knew, as opposed to last year where, like, lots of new stuff was announced. This yeah. is definitely a year for DC and what um, it is going to be doing. Consider yeah, I guess. Not, not really interested in DC Comics. And the rest of the guys were, and so they were off doing things all day, and I kind of had these giant lags. <laughs> so he was dr- okay. he was drunk at the hotel. I can I talk back. <laughs> yeah, that was also when I brought my, brought my back my hooker and yeah. Whoa, whoa, oh whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. just kidding, whoa. kidding, kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. um oh, jeez. Uh, um. Yeah, Jr. Uh, this uh, I have just one question through. Um, what do you think um, about um, Norman meeting the new Avengers later on soon again? What do you think is uh, going to happen there? I don't have a clue. Um, to be honest, I, I I mean I know it's coming. I'll probably pick the issue up. Um, I I like the way Bendis wrote Norman in Dark Avengers. I really did. Um, so I think he knows how to handle Norman. But unfortunately. I just don't like the way the the Avengers have become the center of the Marvel Universe. I don't like the way that Spider-Man is on these Avengers teams just to to just to sell the books when he contributes nothing. And I really don't. I I, I mean, I like Norman becoming a more of a Marvel Universe villain. Uh, I've always wanted Norman to have grudges and fights against other villains, but I just I just don't trust the way things are going uh, in the Marvel Universe these days. I just don't. So I'm I'm very leery of of how this is going to play out. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Bertoni, I read your article on the website uh, just uh, earlier today. The Howard Mackey was, one? Yeah. Uh, I, li- I like them. They, they're hilarious. Thanks. That one was, the of, of the Betty and Flash series, like, that's that part seven right now, that was the hardest one to write because you had to make sense of stuff that didn't make sense and was very, yeah, very yeah. brain damaging. Howard Mackey cannot end a story to save his life. <laughs> yeah, especially in the uh, reboot era. Good God. <laughs> Senator Ward, anyone? Anyone? Oh. Nobody. Yeah. Okay. Well, like that, that virtual reality story where like Flash rants at everyone and leaves and it's like the end. And it's like, wait, so what was the moral of the story? Or was that supposed to be immoral? What's going on? I'm glad you like them, though. Yeah, they're cool. Cool. One of these days, I hope um, to get, actually read the uh, behind-the-scenes look that the guys at Life O'Reilly were trying to were, were going to do as a sequel to that series, but I doubt, I, I doubt it's going to actually happen. Okay. okay. Um, uh, Stella, uh, but of the big two companies, uh, Marvel and DC, which one do you think have uh, the best uh, female heroes? Um. Oh dear. For my yeah, experience, it is really, it's it's a difficult question. From my experience, I think that DC has been pretty consistent in having um good good strong females. Uh there are just a lot of issues I think that happen 
in Marvel that you'll have a really great character and then somehow she'll get raped or something. <laughs> no, it's true, though, isn't it? Like, Black Cat just found out Ms. Marvel was raped in the 80s. So, like, you have these great characters, and then all of a sudden something violent has to, like, bring them down a few notches, and it makes me question why. And, I mean, it's not to say that things like that don't happen at DC, but I think overall, I mean, especially looking at Barbara Gordon or maybe even Dinah Lance, like, you know, I think that they have a, lot, a good cast of solid female characters. They need okay. better female writers who won't resort to rape every six months. That's, to to yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Definitely. really what they need. Cool. Okay. Anything else, Brad? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I'm okay. sorry, George. I'm sorry, George. I didn't have a question for you. I just can think of, <laughs> of something awesome enough. Did you have a question for Kevin or Bailey? He does both. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was handling Kevin. Sometimes <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> nah. You know, you guys already insulted the man's uh, culture and heritage by asking him about ABBA. I'm surprised that one of you hasn't sunk low enough to ask him about the Swedish chef and actually do a, an impersonation. Okay, no, hang on, JR. Hang on, hang on. No, no, no. In defense of that, number one, ABBA kicks ass. Number two, the <laughs> Swedish chef is awesome. And number three, <laughs> Swedish massages and Swedish meatballs kick ass also. Everything, yeah. everything connected to really Sweden. Everything connected awesome. to Sweden is awesome, from Vikings to high chicks. You, you guys gave me my best au pairs. <laughs> and I, I, no, man, I'm, be, and I'm being 100% serious with that. Thank you, Sweden. We love Sweden. More Sweden. We wish more wait, 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 wait. So, 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 so now, now we're going to say that our, some of our best friends are Swedish people? Is that it? I mean, uh, <laughs> we're just going to continue to go. Have you never been touched by the music of Abba Jr.? <laughs> has, has it ever reached into your heart and gripped it and, and comforted it while at the same time threatening to crush it outright? Because uh, you know, any, any time I've uh, you know, any time I felt like doing that, I certainly wasn't listening to Abba. There were certainly other things going through my mind. But, uh, whether it's haunting, whether it's haunting ballads like Fernando, or whether it's whether Fernando was a baseball pitcher for the Dodgers. he wasn't like a small. As the winner takes it all, never made you cry. Do you have a heart, J.R. Fetisher? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, if there was a song the called Have a Heart, it would register on me. So, George, don't. Oh, God. And any time oh. I, I think about Dancing well, dancing Queen, I think about a subject matter that got me in serious trouble uh, on a podcast <laughs> a couple of years ago. So anyway. It's an anniversary show. Let's look back, J.R. Let's look back at that moment. You remember when? Uh, Stella, any ABBA you can sing? Um, put a chance on me. Didn't I sing that a lot at San Diego, Josh? Take a chance, uh, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance. <laughs> You're all alone. <laughs> For the record, folks, I was not around when she was singing so much ABBA. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Bye bye. Yeah, thanks. Everybody, uh, you're awesome. Everybody should have. Thanks, you're buddy, awesome. pal. Everybody should have like at least ten to twelve ABBA songs on their iPod. Everyone in this country, it should, you know what? No, the whenever you buy an iPhone or an iPod or a, you know, an Android or what the hell ever, whatever you buy, should have ten to twelve ABBA songs loaded on it automatically. The entire country would be happier. All right. On that note, thanks, Fred. <laughs> and I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day where you can learn to love. <laughs> And get along with each other. Hey! Hey! It's that kind of podcast. Man, I think I should have just gone out and taken Spencer putt-putt golfing instead of coming back. Holy (laughs) crap. It's like Carlton Heston in in celebration of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It's a madhouse. A madhouse! (laughs) I love it. All right. Our next one is Eric. Let's see, Eric M. Who Getting a lot of phone socket questions today. I know. Yeah. I know it's been awful. Oh, shut up, George. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eric, I'm, Eric trying, I'm trying. Eric discovered the uh, the show show or the site from the podcast, so he's a listener first. And we're calling Eric right now. Stella can sing some ABBA if she'd like. So, uh, so George, George, <laughs> how'd you like queen. it the, uh, the first time? Hey, Eric. Oh. Hi, am I speaking with Brad? 
Yeah, I'm right here. You're on the line with Zach, Josh, Stella, George, Jr., and Abba. Oh, well, nice <laughs> over the line. Thank. Where are you calling from, buddy? Uh, I'm calling from Florida, South Florida. Florida. Oh, J- your neighbors with Josh. Oh, Hi. cool. What part of Florida are you in? Um, let me see. <laughs> He's looking around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I live at a border. Sometimes I have to give one name and then another. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what county? Oh, oh, uh, Broward County. Oh, cool, yeah, that's where my parents live, that's where I grew up, uh, Coral Springs. And Eric, you said you discovered the, your, discovered the podcast first and then the website, huh? Say again? You said you discovered the podcast first and then the website, right? Um, actually, uh, I think I just found a link on some, uh, comment box on YouTube, uh, I can't really remember what Robbie. <laughs> it was probably was followed. It was the name yeah. of the site followed by sucks. No. <laughs> and I it was serious. I must have commented on a Muppet Show video or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> what's your question, Eric? Uh, question. Actually, the first thing I wanted to say is that I wanted to give off my feelings of uh, what's going on in the new series of Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, the unveilment. There's a new series Ultimate Spider-Man? I did not know anything about that. What? <laughs> uh, well, my feelings on the uh, African-American revelation of this, this... What's his name? Miles Morales? Mm-hmm. Yep, you got it. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a problem with this. I mean, I've accepted Miguel O'Hara uh, as Spider-Man 2099. I thought it was pretty cool uh, back then, and I still think it's good now. Okay. The, difference, the difference between the two, though, is that, you know... One of them just happened without a giant press release trying to get CNN to take interest, and the other one was just a gimmick. True. I, what do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, to put it like that, like I'm just maybe it's because I'm open to this right away. Uh, I really don't have any problems with this. My problem usually with cases like this, where you have somebody else taking on the mantle of a uh, of a superhero is just that. Uh, how do I put this? Well, it just happens so frequently in the Marvel universe. I mean, you've got like, like three. Uh, I mean, is there a new Daredevil or something? You've got like three different Hulks. You've got like. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, I really don't have anything off the top of my head, but sometimes there's always like a new, new giant man. I don't know. I. I read a couple of articles back then a while ago, uh, there's always new replacements right away. Like, let's say they just killed off the Wasp this year, right? Uh, a couple years ago. Uh, well, let's take she the Ultimate. back in 08. Let's yeah. take, let's take uh, what happened in Ultimatum. Janet Van Dyne, is that her name? Yep. Yeah, they killed her in Ultimatum and now somebody comes in and takes over her mantle. How many more times are they going to do that until the people at Marvel realize that it's really getting out of hand, and it's just so generic. It's like, I don't really like that. But to do that with pretty much the lead mascot of whatever line of comics, I think it's a pretty bold move. It's, well, it's just it's an alternate continuity. The bold move would have been to do it in Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, this, this is a gimmick. That's all it is. It's a gimmick to try to boost Ultimate, to try to make the Ultimate line relevant <laughs> again. That's the only, and, and, in, and in 12 months, when this doesn't happen, the character will be gay or transgendered or something else. They'll find some new wedge issue well, to actually, put in there to speaking, get another speaking, CNN headline. Well, speaking of that, uh, since there's kind of a case like that in the Ultimate universe already. You know, you got that, that girl clone of uh, Spider-Man, of Ultimate Spider-Woman. She's a, an identical girl clone of him, right? Right. Yeah. I think really went underused in the series, and I would like to see more of her. Yeah, she's a popular character. I mean, I often hear people requesting her. So. Yeah. She hurts my head whenever she uh, comes on the screen, just because of all the implications of her character. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can, you know, can we call her by her proper name? It should be Ultimate Scarlet Spider. I mean, she's got a costume that's Scarlet... <clears throat> Oh God! Maybe maybe she should have been the new Ultimate Spider-Man. I, 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 yeah, well, yeah. Him. I mean, we could we could go we could do Maddie Frank. We could do the Ultimate Maddie Franklin story. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy! There you go, right there. Boom! Spider-Man has a vagina. Whoa! Wow! Well, <clears throat> wow! Oh. Eric, what else you got, buddy? 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say that when I really read Ultimatum, I was kind of like really disappointed with even some of the things Bendis had to do. I didn't really like what was happening. And uh, bringing this up, it just makes me remember, didn't Bendis say he was going to do this change with Ultimate Spider-Man like way back then? Well, if he knew he was going to do it way back then, he should have introduced Miles Morales years ago, and that would have made this a much gentler transition. I guess so. Uh, the next topic I want to bring up, uh, given that, I mean, I bought Shattered Dimensions, but given the way Phoenix uh, has done such a great job with the game, uh, I think it could have been better. But I'm kind of worried about this, just because it's not really Phoenix, but it's also Activision. You guys play Call of Duty? Yes. Never played it. Zach, you have, right? I have. Well, here's what I'm worried about. Shattered Dimensions, I was very entertained by it, but I thought I could have had more. And now, not too long after that game comes out, we got this reveal of Edge of Time. What really worries me is that either they're going to sell me an incomplete game expecting me to get more uh, DLC, downloadable content, or they're going to start milking the Spider-Man video game franchise, which is just going to turn me away from the series completely. It's kind of what happened with Call of Duty. I, I've really had enough of that series. Uh, um, can, I, can, I, can I take Hit this it. Hit it. As the guy that was at the Spider-Man Edge of Time panel and got to see some of the, some of the details that they've been doing, you got Peter David writing it. Um, so I'm not nearly as worried. Look, Dan Slott did a pretty good job with, with Edge of Time. Or excuse me, of Shattered Dimensions. I mean, it was a fairly decent story, although they completely ripped off Noir uh, in Arkham City, Arkham Asylum. Excuse me. <laughs> actually, um, I actually love that part, contrary to what most reviewers say. <laughs> see, that. see, I like I like Chris Daniel Barnes doing it because you know he's very underrated as a Spider-Man voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with you got Peter David doing it, he's he, they're 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 condensing it down to the two to two characters, twenty ninety nine. And in Spider-Man, uh, the voice acting is going to be great. I, I think the story is going to be much more fluid. Than... Oh, definitely. I have read the uh, 2099 comics. It's like the story is going to be good, but uh, I just hope that like uh, that it doesn't end up being a game with, let's say, bare bones. Like I really want all the meat on the package. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, we don't know how long <clears throat> the development process is for a game. I mean, I know, like, say, EA Sports doing Madden or NCAA, the development process, they literally are working on 2013, the day 2012 comes out. So, I mean, it's it's already been started. So, I, you know, I think that they were probably working on Edge of Time and bringing in Peter David into the fold probably a lot longer than what we might think. They probably were bringing him into the fold whenever uh, Shattered Dimensions was being completed. So I think I don't I, – I, I, my concerns are not going to be as, as much as you – as yours, and I do agree, they are Activision is going to milk um, Call of Duty until it's bled dry. Oh yeah, I mean look at look at what they do for Call of Duty Black Ops. Every uh, map pack is fifteen dollars. There's four map packs. Instead of spending all that money, I could just go out and buy a new game. Well, <laughs> it, it I really mean, does, it really. And, but people, but but hey, you, you have idiots that are going to pay fifteen dollars for those dabs for the DLC, <sighs> and so why not? Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it, but I do also have a positive, like an open, positive mindset toward uh, making Vinox the developer of all future Spider-Man games and just knowing that they're going to have at least one Spider-Man game a year, maybe. Like, uh, there's some ideas, some imaginations I have as to what the future titles might have. Well, it's probably going to have, uh, next year's probably going to be The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And I wanted to be free roaming. We get another free roaming game because I missed that. Actually, let me a- let me ask about that. For some reason, whenever I see like this is the second time that's happened now, but whenever I see a trailer announcing the new uh, Spider-Man game, everyone right away instantly takes to complaining about the lack of free roaming in the video game series. There's like there's been four free roaming Spider-Man games already that 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 ha- aren't really too out of date. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give you all of them. Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Ultimate Spider-Man, and Web of Shadows. It's like, why aren't people just, you know, still playing those games? Well, partly because there's not been a good free-roaming game in the current generation system. Well, I mean, I'm uh, thinking about buying Infamous 2. I really do love the free-roaming in that series. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I'm free but, roaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you got you got Spider Man Two, which was on PS Two, so the graphics are not nearly as good. Spider Man Three on PS Three, I have not played it. Brad, you've played it, right? What Spider Man Three? Yeah, was it free roam? Yeah, it was free. Uh, yeah, it was free roam. It was okay. I, I what I did was I I beat. Spider-Man 3 on the PS2, and then like a couple months later, I got a PS3, and I actually bought the PS3 version of P- uh, Spider-Man 3 again. But, uh, yeah, I still haven't beaten uh, Spider-Man 3 on the PS3. Well, that uh, That's really a lot more confusing than I meant to sound. But yeah, it, it's free room. You can you can go around the city with that game. Yeah, but, uh, but the main question I haven't really asked about that is why do people expect, like, more Spider-Man games to have to be to have a recreated like uh, miles upon miles of New York with every new Spider-Man game that could come out. Like, because of games like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, like it's I don't also know. it's a lot of fun <coughs> to be Spider-Man and swing anywhere in the city and do stuff. I mean, yeah, but I kind of like, of... like like let's take three games that didn't really need it and they've already been called successes. Let's take Spider-Man 2000, Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro, and Shattered Dimensions. Right. I mean, I love I love the hell out of those games. They were great. Sh- Shattered Dimensions was my all-time favorite Spider-Man game. I, I I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. If it makes you guys feel better, I mean, you got the Deadpool level where you can free roam around that. That's true. The Deadpool level was fun. Yes, it was. Oh my god! Even even when I hit the pause button just to go get a sandwich, uh, it doesn't stop uh, being entertaining. <laughs> he does trash talk you, doesn't he? Yes, he does. But uh-huh. I, thought was, I thought that was the 616 Deadpool, not the Ultimate Deadpool. Ultimate Deadpool was part, was insane, but uh, he wasn't mentally challenged. Like <laughs> I'm probably good. I'm probably just nitpicking that because in Marvel vs. Capcom three, I, I kind of nitpicked that Deadpool's text bubbles weren't even yellow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry, am I interrupting anybody? No, you're good, you're good. All right, uh, that reminds me, I want to move on to the next topic, uh, Marvel versus Capcom 3. Uh, does anybody here know, like, really, really play it, or any ideas of point play? I'm, I'm probably going to pick up the Ultimate version. Yeah, let, I want to talk about the Ultimate version right okay. away. Uh, honestly, my reaction comes off to seeing that trailer only five months after the original game was uh, launched in stores, I'm actually pretty pissed off that I'm just getting the ultimate now because uh, <laughs> I, I look at... Oh, you want to say something? Uh, no, no, no it, it's funny. I, I would agree. If I bought the original game and five months later they said, here's a bright, shiny new box, a better version of the game, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, I mean, I've already seen like a lot of big YouTube users like Angry Joe or Blackbuster Critic ranting about the game, uh, right. giving me coincidental perspectives on why it's not really, it shouldn't be bought. I mean, I just got the vanilla version, and oh my god, I, it's so frustrating. I, I, gotta, I gotta tell you. Uh, you guys, uh, who's played the game? The original? I have not. Oh, well, let me tell you about it, because uh, it, it really is no wonder why it's worth $8 used at GameStop or at any other place. Eight Between 8 and $22. Are we talking about Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Yeah, Marvel vs. Okay. Capcom 3. Actually, okay. I gotta tell you, it, it's an incomplete game. Let, let me let me just <sighs> that's what I've heard. Let me list it. Let me list it all for you. Uh, there's two DLC characters actually locked on the disc that you have to pay for to download, but it's not exactly like that. The characters are just incomplete. Capcom back at their studio, they have the rest of the data, and these characters just didn't really make it to the final uh, deadline. And that's what really angers me, because I actually paid for the special edition, the $70 one, for the pre-order. Woo! You paid 70 bucks for that? Yeah, because uh, it came with a lot of good stuff, though. Uh, some okay. uh, some cards, fighting cards, to uh, give me quick instructions on the characters and how to use them. It gave right. me a really good 12-page comic, and it's kind of a shame, because Frank Terry, he wrote a really good comic. I was entertained by it. Cool. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, a steel case, an art book with uh, art designs made by the fans submitted to uh-huh. CapcomUnity.com. And, uh, uh-huh. and yeah, the coding... To, oh, oh, and uh, one free month of uh, Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of a shame I never got to use it, though. I actually half, of the, half of the Marvel Comics now, uh, digital stuff doesn't even work when you try to load it. Yeah, basically, I just paid 10 extra dollars. Oh, and the uh, code, coding for the DLC characters, I paid 10 extra dollars, and I thought it was a pretty good deal. 
Though, what bothers me is that I couldn't get an advantage. This is probably what Capcom was thinking. Since I paid for the DLC characters early in advance, they didn't want people getting advantages over other players who didn't have or didn't want to buy the DLC. Ah. That's probably true. Yeah. Sheesh. You haven't even heard you haven't even heard the worst part. Uh there's a <laughs> function in the game where you get to activate it. Uh, it's called yeah. X Factor. It gives you a quick power up in case you're really getting beaten down. The problem is it depends on the character who uses it. And I don't know if you're familiar with all the complaints from the Marvel vs. Capcom community, like how overpowered Sentinel was in the second game when it first came out on the Dreamcast and later on to the PlayStation 2. Hello? Was, Any... Eric? was there a segue there? Say again? Go ahead, Stella. What? No, I, I wasn't. There was, there was that... that pause, and I wasn't sure if there was a question. Sorry, I, I had my mic muted. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap up the green room. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, basically, right. to summarize what I'm saying, uh, I was just uh, wondering, like, I mean, that's pretty much the X-Factor uh, problem where some of the characters end up overpowered, and online, the online is a mess. Uh, I, I could just, I could list everything, but uh, to be Jeez. short about it. Well, well, yeah, the thing is, I don't think anybody in the, in the room has played the game, with the exception oh. of, so... Um, I'm actually considering getting the ultimate version if it's yeah, it cheap. Would be, so it would be better to just wait for the ultimate edition. But even then, uh, people are still going to have problems considering the gap between Street Fighter Four back in 2008 and the release of Super Street Fighter Four a year or two years later. This game, it just feels like I just yeah. got a vanilla beta tested half, <laughs> and ultimate is the other half, and they want me to sh- have shoveled out. A hundred dollars completely. I really feel cheated. Well, yeah, you you probably have been. So Sons yeah. of bitches. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, dare they make money? Eric, I got a few more people in the room that want to get on, so I appreciate you calling in, buddy. All right. So yeah, thanks. That's just sure. Have a good one. All right. Bye bye. And we have two more people left in the room. Uh, let's see here. Get uh, get Eric out of the room. He, he's oh sorry hold on. All the okay. leaves are all the leaves are brown and the sky yeah, is there. and the sky is gray. I went for I went for a walk on a winter's day. On a winter's day. Love it. Actually, now we have three uh, in the room. Uh, Warren, welcome, Warren. Hi, Brad. Hey guys. Hey, sir. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Johannesburg, South Africa. Wow. 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 He got awesome. in. Awesome, awesome. Huh? I remember you, you saying you were having a hard time with the math, trying to get all the... Oh, yeah, the... the, the time zones. Time zones, yeah. Uh, well, what's no, your question, Ward? Oh, questions. Yeah, hit it. Okay, well, first question's for you, Brad. Okay. So I was thinking, when when Ava's old enough, what will be the first piece of uh, Marvel media outside of the comics <laughs> that you're going to expose her to? Probably um, probably the movies, the Spider-Man movies, like the first and the second one, and, and maybe some... Uh, it's always on uh, the Disney Channel, so Spider-Man's Amazing Friends, which is what was one of the early Spider-Man shows I got into, so I think she'll she'll like all those. You mean it won't be Superhero Squad where they fart every 20 seconds? <laughs> no, she can see her dad do that. You don't want to see that. <laughs> oh. oh, my. Thank you, sir. How about in South, in <laughs> Africa? What, what, I mean, is... Do you guys get... Like, we were talking... Who were we talking to? Um... That has astonishing Spider-Man. How do they do? They reprint the books there for you, or how do you do? You get Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I get Amazing Spider-Man. In fact, he gets a uh, a lot of the Marvel stuff. Okay, cool. No, no, a couple years ago there there was some there was some reprints by uh, who was it? Uh, Bandai or so, some some company would reprint a. Uh, 
issues of the current Amazing as well as uh, old issues from the original Lee Dukara. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. Well, you've got well, who have we? You've got Zach, Stella, Jr., Josh, and George, and myself. Who else do you want to aim a question to? All right. Well, I spent there's a lot no of Bailey. time. There's, there's no Bailey. I'm sorry, lot... Kevin. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but I spent <laughs> yeah. a lot of time. I spent a lot of time trying to come up with a really good Norman Osborn question for Jr., and I hope. I hope I've done you proud, Jo. All right, give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. Right. Even sounds Normanish. I know. I know. I'm, I'm waiting. waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> All right. Do you believe that with Bendis helming Osborne for the foreseeable future, that Norman is going to go from being exclusively a Spider-Man villain to more of a Avengers Marvel Universe villain much in the same light as Doctor Doom. Well, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. Yeah, um, uh, partial. I mean, I've I've always, I've long wanted Norman to become more of a um, Marvel Universe villain because I thought it would do the character good and develop the character better than just you know trying to make Peter Parker's life miserable every twelve months or so. Um, but now it's almost like he's he's not that much of a Spider-Man villain anymore. Um, I mean, when, when Norman Osborn rose to power in Dark Reign, Spider-Man was a non-entity. We barely heard from him. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it, that was, that was just a very frustrating part about, about Dark Reign. And then the, in the, the one issue, uh, the one shot where, uh, like, Dark Reign, the list, uh, Spider-Man uh, was going to bring down Norman Osborn by stealing one of his thumb drives. So, um <laughs> I, I, you know, like I said, you know, I, I liked how Bendis wrote Norman in Dark Avengers. I think he had a good handle on the character, but I, I really don't like the way that, uh, you know, like I said, I like it when Norman fights other villain, or other heroes, but I don't like the way he's almost being totally divorced from the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Did I answer your question or did I just ramble like a se- the senile old man <laughs> that I am? I like the JR. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was a very good answer. All right, cool. All right, what else you got, Warren? All right, and uh, to Zach. To Zach. Do you see any similarities between the rebooted Amazing Spider-Man movie costume and that of the Ben Riley Spider-Man? You know, that was my first thought when I first saw it. Um, At the same time... uh, I, I do see. I mean, the gloves are kind of similar uh, with the way the fingers are, the way it goes down into you know, a, not a V but like a horseshoe towards his junk. Um, Whoa! Wow. <laughs> oh, uh, where is that, that a Texas thing? A horseshoe to the junk? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully not. If you ever had that happen to you, um, you also got the elongated spider. So I mean, there are little subtle touches to that costume that you could fairly say that are are Ben Riley inspired. I sincerely doubt, though, that the guys at Sony were really intending that. I think that was kind of a unintended just kind of a yeah. homage. <clears throat> okay. What's your other question, Warren? We're out to Stella. Stella. I don't know if you guys have done any recommendations yet. We haven't. But do you do you have any good books that you think is worth checking out? <laughs> that's that's a tough question. Um, can you? Are we talking like um, old school literature, way back when, or just 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 any sort of book that that you may enjoy? Yeah, just anything in general, anything uh What are you reading right now? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm actually reading a bunch of comics. Uh going to San Diego, Comic Con really just got me back into uh 
really just reading for fun and, and, and anything that I could get my hands on. So I'm reading No Man's Land right now. I just finished The Iliad, which is by Homer, and it's an epic poem about the, the fall of Troy. And I would definitely recommend that. It is 24 books, um, about 600 pages long. But um, definitely, I mean, if you're interested in, in kind of the, the best books to read, I could curtail that down for you if you ever want to shoot me a PM. But it's, you know, kind of action-adventure and, and the, really the first action-adventure that was ever written. And if you'd seen Troy, you know, I think you would enjoy that. Cool. All right, Warren, anything else for the, the panel? You're kind of breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? There you are. All right, real quick. One, one more question. Or I'll just, uh, or just a real uh, random one. Is anyone okay. familiar with the, with the unofficial Spider-Man Savage Dragon Howard the Duck crossover? <laughs> Howard the Duck? You mean the first issue? Uh, there was an unofficial crossover between uh, Spider-Man Team-Up and Savage Dragon Destroyer Duck. Ah. Beach all centered around Howard the Duck. I, I have not seen that one. I've uh, not seen that one. I've not seen that one either. Yeah. We should have asked Eric Larson. We talked to him at San Diego. <laughs> or more rather, Bertoni talked to him in San Diego. Yeah. Well, Warren, uh, we're getting a little bit of static. I appreciate you calling in, buddy. All right. Well, thanks for taking my call, guys. No and, problem. Uh, it's awesome you're calling from Africa. Awesome. Thank- thanks for, also, thanks for making this. My the first uh, podcast I've ever been a part of. Well, you did a good job. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. I hope I at least gave you guys some good material. You hey, did. You did. Thank you. you. Did. Thanks, yes. buddy. Bye bye. Okay, we've got two more people. I thought you One said day. that last time. I know, but Thomas Mattis showed up. Uh. Uh. Our favorite, he's our favorite poster, Thomas Mattis. Thomas Mattis. Don't give Brad anything that we have to edit out. (laughs) It won't be be edited out, yes. Uh, Right now we have Pirate Beck from, uh, does anybody know Pirate's handle on the board? I think it's Brad. Hey, sir. How you doing? Where are you calling from, Pirate? Uh, The UK still. I haven't left it yet, unfortunately. (laughs) And what's your handle on the board again? I'm Pirate Beck. I'm supposed to be Well, hell yeah. But of course I, it is. Because yeah, I'm bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> What's your questions for the group? All right. So uh, who's here on this fine uh, 13th anniversary? Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. It's uh, Kevin and Bailey are here, so get them out of the way first. <laughs> Zach, Stella, Jr., Bertoni, George, myself, and as I've said earlier, George does a great Kevin and <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> you want to Kevin and me, I'll answer it. Yeah, Zach can do Kevin also. He he keeps insisting that he wants to. Well, well I'm sure he loves it. He's like a little puppy right now. <laughs> well, if he wants to do Kevin that badly, I'm sure he could find a way into his home. <laughs> and oh. slam. <laughs> nice, nice. Everybody gets one. Everybody does. Okay, first question, Pirate. Hit it. All right, I'll um, ask Zach because I'm lazy. Did you like the remaster's opening I made for the show, or did you not care or look at it? Uh, we used it in the last episode that was released, right, Bertoni? Yeah, we yeah. did. Uh, I, right. I, I think I said I actually said on the show. I think it may have been at the 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 one that's not been released yet. But I thank you so much for doing that. That was that's so freaking awesome. You, uh, you hey. no, he was uh, he was a- asking me about the remaster version of. The opening theme song to Spider-Man: uh, Clone Saga Chronicles. Oh, okay. Uh, and there will be more episodes, Pirate. We will be featuring you, and I will, I will give you a shout out next, next recording. I promise. Hooray! I, I feel special inside. I hope Whoa. you. Do. Whoa! Wait. <laughs> I just pulled a Stella. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's her line. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, oh gosh! Oh gosh! Oh dear! Okay, well, <laughs> your question, Pirate. Heather. I'll I'll get to speak eventually. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Tough room. All right, um, Stella, have you heard about what happened in the last Batman: The Brave and the Bold episode, which aired in the UK early because we're silly? 
I have. I actually have a good uh, UK friend, and he sent me the link. It must, must have been shortly after, because I think I had it on my site before Comic Vine. So, yes, I have seen that. I've actually posted my thoughts on my website about what I think about that. There are kind of two trains of thought. On the negative side, it's just that's just what Brave and the Bold have been doing with little, you know, two-minute segues, and they've done it in the past with the Birds of Prey little song and dance number and then Batgirl and Batman with Mothman. So that could be the end of it. But on the other hand, I kind of see the fact that it was CGI as something very different, um, whereas normally it's animation. I mean, I can be corrected, but I feel like that was the first time that something CGI has been used. And it looked good. It looked really good compared to the Green Lantern series, which is also CGI. So perhaps this could be something on the horizon, but... As Josh said, you know, we've not been told anything, so they've really been keeping it a secret if, if it's so. But I would really love it if it if it turned into something. Yeah, I think Batgirl could actually work as a cartoon. I'm not yeah. sure why, but it looked really good. So, right, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, it was a bit of a shame it aired in the wrong order, but, you know, it was good. So I'm, I'm happy with that. And yeah. hopefully whatever takes over from Brave and the Bowl will be just as good, even though it won't be as fun, I guess. <laughs> you know, I kind of got I kind of got suckered with that whole thing because uh, I, I guess it was Don posted it on your Facebook page, Stella. Yeah. You know about that, and I thought, oh my God, it's getting its own cartoon. And I didn't realize that, that link was just somebody wondering if it was going to be a new cartoon. Yeah. So then yesterday on uh, on the uh, message board, I actually actually credited you with that and said, oh yeah, we're getting a new Bat Year or a Bat Girl Year One cartoon. Oh, and it's all thanks to Stella and her, you know, Union Boss Thug <laughs> you know? Oh then, boy. And then it turns out I was completely wrong, you know, so. That it was just, the sad thing was is that Brave and Bold, the few times I ever tried to watch it, made me want to slap somebody and I could never get into it. It was like a Batman parody and it just, it, it never, ever once piqued my interest. Yet the, and suddenly this CGI teaser comes along that they're not even going to do, and I look at that and I'm like, holy hell, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. I'd, I'd do nothing but watch that. So it's kind of sad. It's like the thing that they think is like some kind of joke is the thing that I would actually pay attention to. <laughs> the last episode was really interesting. I recommend it on the basis of it making fun of lots of uh, how shows end. I mean, there was also a lot of fun at poking fun at how marketing companies and uh, Scrappy-Doo even, so it was actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that's what I'd say about that. Um, um, I had a question, but now it slipped my mind. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That you know, that's that's fine. You're like the uh, what the third international caller we've had today, guys. Nice. Fourth. Yeah, it's nice. Fourth. I like that. I like that everything's so global now. Now I remember, uh, Jr. Have you read the What If where was it Hawkeye killed Osborn? Uh, I didn't read it. I burned stole part of it, and after he killed Norman, I, I thumbed through it, found it uh, uninteresting, and put it away, and I don't even remember what happened. Uh, but uh, it didn't interest me whatsoever. That's a shame. I was just wondering how you felt about Norman's cheap death like our old friend Morbius. <laughs> well, at least he didn't get eaten by sharks. I mean, I will say that. Uh, but uh, no, oh, I, I didn't. Pirate, like... are you the one that asked about the the sharks last year? You forgot? <laughs> oh my God! Well, I've got so many people in this. Room. Oh, he doesn't even know who his staff is and what Stella's podcast is about. <laughs> Pirate, that was the absolute funniest question last year. I love that one. And no problem. It helped me get employed on the site, which I still have to do work for. So, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, I was wondering how you know JR felt about Osborne getting punked like Prome- was it Prometheus in that Cry for Just series, which was pretty bad. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Any other uh, questions, Pirate? Um, okay, I've got a couple more. Yeah, I remember them now. Um, I know that a lot of you have interviewed um people, writers, actors, and so and so. But do you know anyone who was like close friends with the? actors or so-and-so before, you know, you got to know them or just know them off by chance. Like, for example, I know Jerry Orway's son. We're pretty decent friends through the internet, that kind of thing. Do any of you have something like that? Or... Um... I'm, uh, I'm in Mel Brooks's family. Are you kidding me? 
No, um, he's my he's a uh, uh, my stepmom's mother's like, which I guess is my step grandmother. He's my step grandmother's cousin. They grew up together. Uh, mm-hmm. his, his daughter was at my uh, dad's wedding. We got to dance together. I was promised nice. an autograph. Yeah. <laughs> you danced with Mel Brooks? No, I danced with his daughter. No. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we really do. I mean, Jr. is not related to any Osborne, but uh, and Zach's not a clone, so I, I am definitely not a clone. Definitely yeah. not a clone. My, but my my clone is um, uh, Denton Cheney. There you go. What? My dad's name is Denton. Oh, okay. My mom's maiden my mom's maiden name is Cheney. Not you're related. You're related to Dick Cheney. I am not related to Dick Cheney. It's spelled differently. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to even say what I was about to say because I'd have to edit it out. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not related to a dick? Yeah. yeah. Well, hell, now i got to edit it out. Good Lord. Okay, okay, way worse than that has gotten through in the podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Brad, you have to pee? Well, yes, I do. <laughs> right on the monitor. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, listeners, this is what I think of you. Happy anniversary, assholes. <laughs> oh, Brad. Wow. Oh, we got the sleepy sillies now. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't hear me for five minutes. I don't even know what you guys said. But it's not getting edited out. <laughs> yes, because for five years, Brad has not figured out when he says, oh, I'm going to edit this shit out, and it makes it through. It didn't get <laughs> We're actually going to have a blooper show where we take every single time that Brad says, I'm editing this shit out, and it's going to, like, you know, just, like, each time's going to play. It's going to be a one-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. the credibility of this podcast again. Well, Pirate, I'm sorry. Kevin's not on the line for you to tell him more about getting eaten by sharks. <laughs> I'm sure we can manage. You know, we've, we've got clones, so... It's yeah, all... we can pick on clones all night. <laughs> Were you guys on clones while I was going and getting a drink? Yep. Oh, God. How would I know? I was taking a leak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was probably Berryman saying, the hoodie sucks. I yeah. like the hoodie. Thank you, yep. Pirate. That makes me smile. All right, Pirate, anything else, buddy? You're okay. one of my faves. I'll just ask a simple question like last time. Um, yeah. Last time I asked about what we'd like to see animated, but this time I've been thinking... Um, a lot, no, there's been lots of uh, Marvel anime recently, and most of them aren't that great, but if there was a Marvel anime that adapted Spider-Man, the earlier stories like, you know, Manga Do, would you watch that? So let's say the first, uh, I don't know, 30 Ditko stories adapted in a consequential sequence, would you watch that? I'd, I'd probably try it like I did Spider-Man Unlimited. I, I like, stop. I like that series, okay? Oh my god, you're the one? <laughs> Seriously? I liked the, uh, well, I liked aspects of it. The villains were, you know, terrible, but the music was pretty good, and it kept Peter Parker's character better than uh, certain issues have done recently. I liked the credits when it was over. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can like the cartoon and be like, well, no, the villains were way off base, and but, but hey, they had great music, so I like it. Wow. Wait, 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 what's your... I, it makes me think I'm too picky. You know, because I can't watch Spectacular Spider-Man because, you know, they got the, you know, they, they, they've done the whole diversity game with all the characters, you know, and then, then you know, some of the some of the villain designs are goofy, and you get the Vulture looking like the Monarch and the Venture Brothers, you know. I mean, I'm, like, very nitpicky, and this guy's like, yeah, it's a great cartoon, I love the music, except uh, the villains suck, but, and I'm like, well, the villains are kind of an important part, aren't they? <laughs> What, wait, 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 which cartoon are you talking about? Ultimate Spider uh, Spider Man Unlimited. Zach. Oh, uh, you liked Unlimited? Oh my God! I I just watched all. Ja- Zach just joined the program. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's back from putting his uh, footy pajamas on. Uh, fo- <laughs> he's got footy and a hoodie. Oh my God! <laughs> the footy hoodie coming to a store near you. Actually, there's also got pajamas. He's also got pajama jeans. Uh, by the way, um, Brad, there actually is something called the hoodie footy. It's pajama gram. And then I doesn't MTV teach you how to do that? No, that's the Dougie. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> teach me how to Dougie. Okay, my regular oh, panelist God. didn't even crack a smile, but Pirate loved it, so I was, screw you all. <laughs> well, you know, Arthur learned an important lesson about Dougie and the public bathroom, so oh, maybe dear. we should take. 
What the? Take a lesson from him, okay? Poor Arthur never got to see Shrek 3. I've never done that in the bathroom. <laughs> Pirate, we're, we're coming up on uh, two minutes and 24 minutes of callers. Huh? Any two other minutes and 24 minutes of callers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this, is the, this is the fastest call-in show ever, Kevin, that you missed. <laughs> <laughs> I really have my 15 minutes of fame. I can deal with it. I've got yeah. a minute left. <laughs> One last question, if you got it. Um, I don't know what was the worst Peter Parker moment outside of everything before, um, I know Civil War. I don't know, but Tony likes worrying about people being bad, so. When oh, Spider-Man's fun, when hitting his pregnant wife and then joining forces with the Jackal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, when he, when, when Spider-Man, as, as was so eloquently put when somebody was watching Spider-Man 3 in, uh, Brad's theater, Spider-Man does spank the bitch! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that scene. Also, in Spider-Man Two, when he's lost his powers, but he sees someone getting beat up in an alley, he just walks away. Still, I love Spider-Man Two. Hate that scene. You can just cut it out. I don't know. Press the forward button. <laughs> Joining forces with the Jackal, not because he thinks that the Jackal's a good guy, not because he thinks if I pretend to be his friend, maybe I can take him down. No, he joins forces with the Jackal just for the hell of it. An issue after he hit his pregnant wife. Who wrote that one? Tom DeFalco. Uh, uh, DeFalco wrote the hitting the pregnant wife. But Todd DeZago wrote the uh, Maximum Clone Alpha because I remember complaining about the fact that he wrote like four of the six issues and they all sucked. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah. Send in the rookie to, to write, you know, the big epic story. That's awesome. It's Marvel, you know, they're very well planned and like spoiling things. So, and yeah. JR's least favorite is the fifth goblin, right? Yeah. Well, well there's a lot of least favorite. What are we talking about? <laughs> least favorite of what? <laughs> That's one you always bring up year after year that you hate, I think. The the resolution of that go- mystery goblin. Oh yeah, yeah. Well that that was one of the worst uh, stories ever was that two parter that uh Mackie and Byrne did after the reboot. But uh yeah. I think one more day has pretty well eclipsed it as just utter <laughs> trash and garbage and uh, uh <laughs> and Shed's hey. not too far behind. So Hey, um I'm JR. You know, somebody yeah. asked about that at San Diego and he says, Are you reading the books now? Well mission accomplished. That was our oh, gosh. Oh my heavens. Yep. George, do you have a least favorite Spider-Man moment before Civil War? Mm-hmm. The Clone Saga. <laughs> awesome, the Clone Saga. That, that's the, whole, the whole story. There was nothing of redeeming value to George. The wow. entire story sucked. Stella, do you have a, a least favorite Spider-Man moment? Least favorite Spider-Man moment? Yeah. Um, probably anything with um, Freak. <laughs> oh, this that, that was after Civil War, but oh, it was pre-Civil War. That's that's what he asked. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Was, uh, here's, here's Spider-Man yeah. Reign, maybe. Oh God, yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was bad. Spider Man. Oh, oh, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, pirate, you're awesome. Thank you for calling in for another year. No problem. I'll try and come in next year where I'll be all, um, I don't know, grim dark about comics and hating them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Bring the sharks. Bring the funny. Well, last year he asked about, he asked Kevin about Morbius getting killed by sharks. This year he asked about, uh, Norman getting killed in a what, to JR, Norman getting killed, uh, by Hawkeye, so he's got to pick a different character next year and then what if. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'll, I'll have to put a new issue where somebody dies stupidly and I'll ask about it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> see you, man. Thank you again. All right. See you, man. Bye. Bye. Good guy. Good guy. All right. Last caller. Thomas Go Mattis. and save the best Thomas Mattis for last. In just a second. All right. If I can find him in my list. Old hands. And here he comes. Imagine all the people. Welcome, welcome, Thomas. Yes, hello, Brad. Yes, the, the Mariano Rivera of Podcast Collins is here. <laughs> we're, we're going. Okay, and Brad half doesn't. Half. Okay, Thomas. Brad doesn't get the reference. I, was it a compliment, Zach? Yeah, I mean Mar, Mariano Rivera is the Yankees closing pitcher for what twenty oh, years. I thought he was, at least he didn't call me. Dude, he just called you a dude from New York, Brad. <laughs> no, he called himself that. He didn't call Brad that. It's all good. Thomas, oh, Hunt, okay, never mind then. What do you got for the panel? We've got Zach, Josh, Stella, George, Jr., and myself. 
Yeah, well, it's quite considering that I actually didn't uh, think I was going to make it. But, uh, you made it. You're the yeah. last one in. Yeah, well, I've actually been reading a book. I found this great book in the library called uh, Batman Unmasked, uh, okay. analyzing a cultural icon by Dr. William Booker, I believe. Is, uh, I'm saying, I hope I'm saying the last name right. So my question for you guys is, what books would you suggest for people out there that are great entries into the psychological the psycho no, excuse me the psychology psychology I can't speak tonight or today should I say but the psychology and sort of the intellect into what the comic character is and the fan base around it. Can I, I like Webs Webs Jr's book Web Slingers Web Spinners What's it called Yeah Web Slingers well, Web Slinger Yeah Yeah Web Slinger That's a good one What do you like Zach uh, I'm not going to say a book I'm going to say a website called SpideyKicksButt.com Oh, man, more checks I got to write. There you go. <laughs> you missed it, Jer. When I did the intro, I said SpideyKicksDudes.com for Zach's intro. <laughs> yeah, he, he, for the entire day, Brad has not been able to get a website correct. <laughs> I'm off my rocker. Well, day, you know, so that, that's that's kind of like what Don said that in on the forum years ago when he said, I, I've begun to realize that Brad makes absolutely no sense. Remember that? <laughs> well, my don't look at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> uh, any, anybody else have rec- that Tom DeFalco book on Spider-Man? Um, well, that, that, that's comic creators. That's not a psychological thing. That's just you know behind the scenes. They don't talk about how you know when Spider-Man's punching the vulture, he's really mad at his father. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Josh? What's a good book? Uh, SpideyKicksButt.com, the novel. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I think that's the unanimous consensus, Thomas. Uh, Thomas, I'll say anything that Demetrius wrote, um, particularly Child Within. Uh, that was a really good Peter Parker, Harry Osborne psych- psychological story. Um, with vermin, yeah, with vermin as well. Oh, don't get Jr. started on vermin. <laughs> oh vermin. yeah, I love those stories. Jr., have you been reading Fear Itself, Spider-Man with Vermin? I actually did oh, pick it up God. because it, because it was, was so too, bad because it was two ninety nine and it was like you know there's a story I, I there's a there's a um, an old, Bertoni will probably appreciate this criticism of Julian Lennon uh, I, after an album came out a reviewer a reviewer classified it as or wrote it as pretend you have no songs but pretend you sung them anyway uh, and. <laughs> Fear itself is like, why does this story exist? I mean, it's like, uh, you, you, I mean, I understand that, you know, it's. It, 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 I was going to talk a little bit about this when we talk about mo- the whole marketing of this Miles Morales thing and how Mark, you know, Marvel just behaves. But, you know, I don't mind trying to sell something that you think will sell a lot of copies if you actually have something to say. Spider-Man Fear itself was absolutely worthless. Absolutely and totally worthless. Why was it even yep. printed? Why was the tree killed? I mean... <laughs> it was bad, wasn't it? We brought back oh. Vermin. We brought back Vermin. Thank God I'm not reading Amazing Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. Well, it was, got, it wasn't an amazing. It was a miniseries for itself, Spidey. But what else was, you got, Thomas? What's another question? Uh, well, that's pretty much it. I okay. we, were, we were on. Aren't we still on the uh, one question <laughs> limit? No, no, no. There was a guy, two callers before you. They asked a dozen, and then oh, they didn't like a video okay. game. So. Um, <laughs> you can ask yep. a couple. Go ahead. You're, we'll wrap it up. Uh, no, I, I have to probably go anyway. I have to. Uh, okay. I, I'm staying with. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm currently. Uh, I'm currently staying with relatives as uh, we're in the uh, middle of a hard period. Uh, me and my mom. So we're hoping to get a job. But uh, again, I want to thank anybody who's ever supported any of my other podcasts. And of course, you guys. You guys have been great friends. You, George, uh, Zach, Tony. JR, Stella, Michael, I know he's not on today, so uh, again, George, uh, I'd act- I hope to talk with you soon. I miss talking with you, man. All right. Bye, Have a Thomas. good one, Thomas. Bye, Thomas. Bye. And that wraps up a, a year's worth of call-in shows. <laughs> Boy, Kevin, I'm going to come to L.A. and get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, 
And that wraps up the call-in show. Thanks so much to everyone that took time to call in on our anniversary show. I really do appreciate it. It was great to talk to some of our listeners. It's always fun. But before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Another spider example is on the Venom, the Lethal Protector trade paperback. This one collects the very first Venom miniseries from the 1990s. It collects issues number one to six, and is written by David McElhinney and penciled by Mark Bagley and Ron Lim. The cover price is $16.99. Mail order has it for just $10.53. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host, Brad Douglas, for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. Hey, everybody. My name is Michael Bailey, and this is the trailer with a truly epic ending to my new show about Batman, appropriately titled Bailey's Batman Podcast. Bailey's Batman Podcast is a weekly program that looks at a month in the life of the Dark Knight Detective, starting with the books bearing a March 1983 cover date, which is where my solid run of the characters' comics begins, and moving forward until... Well, at least until the books that came out in 2005, because that's where the solid run ends. Each week, I will give you a full synopsis and review of every major ongoing Batman title, with brief stops along the way to look at the important specials, miniseries, one-shots, and Elseworlds stories, just to keep things interesting. I'll also be telling you what other books Batman appeared in that month, as well as what was going on elsewhere in the DCU. It is going to be all Batman, all the time, as I look at over 20 years of the character's history. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the epic ending to this trailer. You ready? The first appearance of Jason Todd. Death in the Family. Nightfall. Epic. No Man's Land. Do you have chills yet? All of that and more will be covered on Bailey's Batman Podcast every Tuesday at baileysbatmanpodcast.com